Episode five. You're yes, welcome sir. back. Yes, um, this one's a this one's a good one, uh, but um, definitely also a, a somber one. Um, but before we get into that, we're gonna start off with uh, with a wrist check. I am. Uh, I'll kick it off. Um, today, I decided to go with my my speedy. So I have my Speedmaster Professional. Um, this is a this is a mid '90s Speedmaster, so it's vintage. Uh, originally, I was looking for a, a birth year, uh, but that has become increasingly difficult to find for me. I'm late '80s. Uh, <laughs> premium attached. <Yeah. laughs> so I settled for uh, for mid '90s. Uh, so I still got that tritium dial. Um, this watch is, I've grown very fond of this watch. Um, I put it on a new bracelet, uh, but kept the, the the same clasp. I have this actually on the, um, so there's a company called Forstner um, that has a long history with with uh, Omega Speedmasters. Um, they did the JB Champion mesh bracelet mm-hmm. that Dick Gordon wore um, when they were qualifying for, for NASA spaceflight. And... Um, I have that mesh bracelet, but I, I, I also I saw this one. This was a new release, the 1450 President bracelet in steel. Looks good. That I decided to go with. Um, super lightweight, incredibly comfortable. You guys know I'm a steel bracelet, dude. Yep. Um, <laughs> How many times did you use a stopwatch today? Twice. I knew that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help it, man. This thing is just like it. Uh, it pulls me in and. And uh, definitely one of my favorite pieces. It's it's iconic. It's it's uh, I would say it's almost my everyday driver. I have a couple of pieces, and I switch it out as much as I can. But this one I wear the most. Nice, great yeah. choice. Um, what are you going with today? Ben? So as a kickback to the first episode, I got my hands on the Baltic MR01. Nice. Uh, it's not mine. A friend of mine, Junie, actually listened to the first episode and was like, "Yo, I got a blue one. I know you hate blue dials, but here." See I how, think it's good. See though. how it looks. It's kind of it's like a little I more like slate. It. Than, I like uh, it. Yeah, in some light, it looks more gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing I will say about it though is that at night you can't tell the time. Sure, <laughs> there's no loom. <laughs> yeah, you cannot tell the time. Yeah. Um, aside from that, well, that and the strap. I swapped the strap out. Uh, I kind of fell in love with it pretty fast as soon as I put it on. I'm not gonna lie, I did too. Um, especially when you flipped over, I saw the, uh, yeah. the exhibition case. Yeah, it's good. That micro rotor is fire. The not only is a micro rotor fire, but the movement's nice. For yeah, again, is. a watch it's that's six hundred and thirty dollars, really this movement is like pretty special. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll say it again. Special. Baltic is definitely like one of my favorite brands right now. Like, I think they're doing really cool stuff. Yeah, so this is a good one. I kind of fell in love with it instantly, and I'm. Uh, not upset with it. I'm pretty happy. If a salmon dial comes in stock, though, y'all hit me up because I'm jumping on it. Yeah. The sub second is cool. Yeah, sub second. I the mean, position is. Well, like, I think I think we're all a sucker for that. So the fact definitely. that this is like asymmetrical sub seconds, you know, takes over seven and eight o'clock is even better. Makes yeah. it sweeter. No, that's dope, man. Yeah. yeah. What, what are you rocking over, Sean? Oh man, you know what? I think that I'm in a uh, in sync with both of you guys. 
Okay. So, <laughs> Are we all doing uh, sub dials today? So we're doing uh -oh. crazy sub dials and we're doing chronographs. So Respect. I went with the um, piece by Undone, which mm. is a sub brand of Seiko. Cool. Uh, Japanese design. Um, my favorite piece to rock, just like casually dress That's up a dress bold down statement. my favorite piece to rock it's a handsome piece man yeah, yeah, yeah. i like the strap you got on it yeah i mean the racing strap just kind of like meshes so perfectly with the, the the dial design the two sub dials where you have your cool sub second and then your breakdown of the hours just dope to me um you know i didn't actually realize until recently that undone was owned by seiko yeah yeah you it pointed makes that out that's how that's the, how I knew. the coolest thing too about the design they decided to make an exhibition quartz watch. i think it's kind of dope that seiko has their hands in so many different pots yeah yeah they're definitely they're definitely stewing something for everybody yeah for, for real sure. i mean seriously it's like they get to have a lot of fun with that brand because i visited their website recently and it's like there's like this whole like customize your own watch like shop option mm -hmm. that they have which i think is really cool and you get to like redesign some of the more popular pieces on their website yeah of course i mean it's also too you know to get a seiko watch at an affordable price point and it not be just a seiko it's got like some kind of you know because what yeah what does that retail for this retails for about 300 bucks i mean that's like that's a steal 300 yeah. bucks for like a custom watch is yeah. is, is pretty cool yeah, it's pretty tight. Yeah, yeah, no brainer for me. Respect. Yeah, yeah it's right. blue. You got a lot of blue. Yeah, gotta love the blue. The panda blue, stoke. Yeah, it's pretty tight, man. Um, moving along. So, uh, keeping everything current, we got some sad news. Obviously, um, Virgil Abloh uh, passed, and. Um, kind of wanted to take a a, a moment uh actually a segment and and dedicate it uh to him and right, his honor so. um i think you know speaking for myself this is someone who has had an impact on me i think in terms of uh his perspective of art fashion and culture and everything in between um, but there was a there was a really great article written in Hodinki um, by uh, Nick Marino um, that I thought was really really poignant and um, kind of beautiful. And um, you know some of what he shared was, and I knew I knew Virgil had like a love and appreciation for watches, but I thought how Nick captured this in the article was was really really nice. Um, but he talked about how Virgil changed uh, how we view and look at watches. Mm -hmm. um, and I think back to one of the episodes we did recently where we were talking about like bust downs and, mm -hmm. and, and customizations. Yeah. Um, and in reading the article, um, I felt a little enlightened in terms of how I look at or view um, the idea of customizing a watch. Um, when I think about Virgil, for me, in terms of his whole career, um, I think about, there's a word that keeps popping up when we talk about like how we wear watches, particularly like dress watches yeah. and it's juxtaposition. Mm -hmm. And, um, Virgil definitely did that across the All the about board. that. I think, um, juxtaposition and, and the clashing of, 
of ideas and things that don't typically fit with one another and mm-hmm. like getting them to 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 work yeah. and work together and um you know apparently he was a really big protect guy um there was a statement that Nick made in it uh he had mentioned he said uh he was talking about how much he loved um how he wore his gold nautilus mm-hmm. and he used the expression he said he treated it like workwear yeah and i love that yeah it's a tool it's a, it's a you know it's kind of how we all treat our watches yeah 100 percent. and when it comes to patek i feel like i mean they're definitely on a pedestal because they should be but if people see them on that pedestal and just tend to leave it there it's like maybe special occasions you know wedding uh maybe a fancy date night but if virgil's wearing it every single day in the studio doing kickflips on the skateboard with a gold model. Exactly, like, which is like so incredibly awesome, right? It's mm-hmm. like, and we talk about gold watches all the time and, and, and how good they look when you, when you really purpose them and you mm-hmm. really wear them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to state that he wore this like workwear, it's kind of like, to me, it's, it's, his, whole, it's his whole philosophy, mm-hmm. right? Like his relationship with luxury, his relationship with streetwear and, and the blurred lines in between all of that. And like, you know, this thing is lifestyle. This is my life, you yeah. know, yeah. my point of view. Is, is what I loved about this, um, about this article too as well, is it, it really depicted his life very well in, in the aspect of how he viewed watches and also bringing in his design inspiration and and background and how he was unapologetic about everything that he done and especially in the the parts where you know there was the controversy of him kind of recreating and repurposing um things that you know obviously were already purposed or recreating the wheel um you know and i think virgil was a testament to that you know of course the wheel wasn't invented you know yesterday but he decided to put some shiny rims on it and make them spin um, so when I when I think of Virgil and what he's doing, especially in the world of watches and you know his collection and how he went ahead and repurposed these pieces, it, it's so dope. Yeah, and when you think about it too, like we got the photo of his fifty seven twenty six pulled up, which has the been, moon phase, it's been yeah. yeah, it's a it's in black PVD, right? Mm-hmm. Now, any collector, anyone with money who wants to get their hands on something like this, who's more educated, normally wouldn't go for something like this. Yeah, but, not at all. They probably would if they knew Virgil did it. Yeah. If it was like, well, this was designed by Virgil. It's a whole different thing. Now it's a piece of art. You're not really wearing it because of the because it's a Patek per se. You're wearing it because it's something that Virgil created. A hundred percent. And I and I think um, you know, in terms of of this particular watch, the fifty seven twenty six moon phase, Patek Philippe, um, and going back to Nick's article, um, he kind of talked about how Virgil would take these things and sort of plant his flag. And it's, you know, not on some like, I'm better than, a, than Patek Philippe, but like Patek Philippe is incredible. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they built something that's beautiful and I just want to make it more mine. I want to make yeah. it feel like me. I want to make it unique. One of the things I love about this, this piece, the, the all black um moon phase is that you know back to his aesthetic 
the Patek Philippe is in quotation, in quotation marks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Which says everything that you want to say in yes. customizing a Patek Philippe. Like, he changed this entire watch. Yeah, he did. Like, the date wheel has changed. The moon phase has changed. The, 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 the hands are changed. Too. I mean, everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a fully rebuilt and customized piece. He did this with Mad Paris, yep. yeah. um, who does really cool customizations. Um, but definitely has me looking... Um, at the idea of customizing a watch differently. Of course. Um, yeah. I, you know what's so cool about this, too, is the simple fact that, um, you know, to Virgil's credit, he was ahead of his time. Although we were living in his world, in his space, and we seen the things that he was able to create, it still was so far for us to fathom. And I think what he was able to create with, you know, Off-White, Pyrex, and even yeah. what he did with Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton got it. They say, you know what, we need to grab this guy. Sure. Um, and who knows? Kudos to them. You know, if let's say, for example, maybe it could have been Patek Philippe to say, you know what, actually, we should grab this guy to design our watches. I think at the rate that he was going too, like I like, could. What would have been next? I'm well, saying. Yeah, what would have been next? 100%. Like I can definitely see him like having moved consultant. on to. I mean, he was already actually venturing off into luxury timepieces through his collaborations with uh, Jacob. Jacob and Co. Yep. Yeah. Right. So he had he had done this uh this sort of cushion case tourbillon um Covering ruby piece. Yeah. I mean four hundred rubies. Yeah. Baguette rubies in this piece. Mm -hmm. Uh part of a, a larger co collaboration yeah. between him and and Jacob. Um you know, so I already I obviously like he's expressing his his love and mm -hmm. and affection for timepieces and design. I mean it's there's no telling where he would have gone next. Uh, I could very well see him like in the house of yeah, and and this is definitely something that has the Virgil stamp, and you could tell immediately that it's something that these brands are not gonna continue to hold on to because before this collaboration came out, there's something that Jacob and Co had already done. They had mm. done this watch only diamonds, only white metals. Got it. Here comes Virgil. Let's make it rose gold. With rose gold. Yeah. On a green strap. Crazy rubies. Like, yes. like, it's just like, it. It reminds me of like a red rose. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like. It actually. looks, it looks like, like a flower a on your wrist. It's like a mm -hmm. flower on your wrist, and like you know, this speaks volumes to just the influence of pop culture. For um, sure, you know the price is going up. Yeah, the price is going up. Um, you know, these people of influence are kind of stepping in and sharing their interests, and you know, guys are letting them through the door. So I think Virgil was kind of they're letting them the pioneer yeah. to 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 kind of do so, and and his influence is definitely gonna. Um, definitely bring a lot more um, to the table when it comes to watches and I think other aspects of um, collectible pieces. Absolutely. Yeah. They're letting them through the door and, and he proved that there's a marketplace for this, right? Absolutely. I think, um, you know, we just pulled up uh, a piece, uh, same moon phase, yeah, but his custom for Drake, for Drake mm -hmm. um, with all the emeralds in it. And it's like, Drake is an avid watch collector and can get whatever he wants. And, you know, he advertises in some of his songs and his music videos this watch that Virgil designed for him, which shows to me not only the respect that he had for him, but the reverence that he had for him, like as a designer. And I think we only got a glimpse of what Virgil was showcasing in terms of his affection. For timepieces, because there's a there's a very um, there's a Dapper Dan like quality mm -hmm. to his approach mm -hmm. 
uh, to timepieces that I think is is kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, that's and, a good uh, comparison. That's too. a great comparison. Oh, absolutely. Because it's like we, we were talking about a couple episodes ago how doing this exact thing is like a big no-no for just about everybody. Yeah. But, I mean, in the 80s and 90s and the early 2000s, buying fake Gucci and Louis Vuitton was a big no-no. Mm-hmm. Unless you're buying it from Dapper Dan, who's taking real product 100%. and just mixing it up. Yeah. yeah. That's what Virgil did. And although aesthetically some of this stuff might not be for us, it might not be sure. for 90% of people out there buying watches. We can't we can't deny that it's a it's done in taste and it's respectable and a, and very high 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 taste. quality taste. it's high, high quality, quality it's done you know respectfully but it's all it all fits into the context or the lexicon of of who he is as an artist um, you know I think a lot of people don't realize this is a guy who got a formal education in design he 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 had a architecture, architecture degree. yeah. Like, you know, none of this stuff is arbitrary. Yeah. Um, Virgil was a super intelligent guy. He was a super intentional designer. Yeah. Um, and I, I had the, the, the privilege of meeting him way back when, had no idea um, who he was going to be or his contributions. Yep. Um, but when you see what he accomplished in really like a short time span. Yes. It's kind of amazing, and I know you got to yeah, to, met, to meet him. Too, and, you and, met him, and and, and, and uh, just like you, it's like even back then, this was at an event at a, at the old Apple store, which mm. was actually Tom Sachs's studio. Studio still exists; it's just behind the store now. He was doing a talk when he released his book um, about the uh, space camp, the whole tea ceremony space yeah. camp that he did. And I'm a huge Tom Sachs fan, and he, the talk was with Virgil. They were talking about fashion and art, mm. and I remember they got into this argument kind of because uh, Virgil was saying how like ties were so intentional to wear. It's like you have to wear a tie if you're wearing a suit. Yeah. And even with his Louis Vuitton stuff, it's like he'll still wear a tie and he's just outrageous stuff on it. Sure. And Tom was saying how he hates wearing uh, um, uh, ties, but he wears them because they hide ugly buttons on shirts. <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, if, I, he was like if my shirt didn't have ugly buns, I wouldn't wear a tie. Wow. And then Virgil kind of like started to combat him. And he was like, well, what if your tie's ugly? I'm saying. And that's yeah. how the whole thing started. That's hilarious. So I met him here. And back then, I think he, he was just starting to do collaborations with like bigger brands like Nike and stuff like that. And usually when the artist does something like that or anyone really kind of fall off the map after that first couple collabs. He kept going right? up. Yeah, yeah, kept Virgil going up. just kept going. Yeah. There was no stopping him. Yeah. I think it's cool too how he kind of remained like a, a man of the people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he never became Mr. Ablo or Mr. Whoever. Yeah, it's just Virgil. Yeah. It was always just Virgil. And, um, you know, though I didn't know him on a personal level, it's like six degrees of separation are very real with Virgil because everybody knows someone who knew him very well. Yes. yes. And all of those people have amazing things to say about him and uh, how empowering he was and his contribution to the arts. Yeah for people of color, um, yes. you know, and sort of validating that, you know, not only is our, not only does our perspective resonate, but there is a, it's, it's, it's a serious contender in the marketplace, mm-hmm. right? That it, it, it moves, um, it moves currency, it moves stocks, it moves eyes and, mm-hmm. and minds alike. And, um, you know his uh, his memory and his contributions forever etched in stone. I think this guy is absolutely a legend. A legend. 
And um, man, would it, what, how great would it have been to to see him flourish and continue? Yeah, in ten years, who knows? Yeah, I'm I am I'm sad that he's gone, but I am excited about the mark that he left. Um, I think his DNA is imprinted on what we're doing. Yes, um, I don't see how we exist without a Virgil. Mm. Um, so very, very thankful. And, um, you know, Virgil was here and, and he left his mark. So, yes. um, RIP and, uh, the legacy lives on. Yes, it does. Um, moving along. Um, we were talking earlier this week about, um, Watchbox. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Watchbox is sort of a, uh, it's a, it's a marketplace for, for watches. They you can buy and, and sell and trade. Um, but what differs with them is um, it's not a platform. It seems to me that you can post what you own and sell to other buyers. They buy your watches and yeah, they resell Exactly. Them. Yeah. Um, they have uh, client advisors. They, they have client advisors. Yep. which sounds really crazy to say. It, yeah, it is a little. Day and age, it's a. Reality. It's a little it crazy. Yeah, uh, they've been around for a couple of years, and and they're and they're they're really moving and shaking. And they got two really big investors. Yeah, involved with them right now. Believe two guys who are quite popular and 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 shake yeah, up got, the watch world. They got Giannis and MJ, but. Giannis and MJ were just like the face included with this round of funding were Giannis and MJ, obviously, Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Yes. Really? Yes. Which are, yeah, avid collection. Yes. Shout out well. to the Phoenix Suns. And a co-owner of the Bucks whose name always slips my mind. I'm not surprised about Chris Paul because I know he's an avid watch collector. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know Devin Booker was into it. Well, yeah. he's, they, he's book, about to. Book, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, book, I think he, um, I think he was doing campaigns with... um. With eBay at one point when they were doing really? eBay watches, For, yeah, eBay was watches. Was it him? Are you sure? I think it was him. Because I know Trey Young was Trey Young. I think D Book. Um, Trey Young a, is actually like a real serious collector. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I wasn't sure about Devin Booker. That's I mean, cool to know. But you know something like you know just to go back to you know if we were to go back into history, you think about you know flashy and like flamboyant um, athletes such as like Mike Tyson. Yeah. Or even, you know, Deion Sanders, even hip-hop artists like uh, Tupac. These guys wore, like, diamond watches, oh, gold yeah. watches. Yeah. You know, so, like, they've always been in the collecting, you know, aspect of, like, luxury timepieces. Um, but I think now it's like, well, we've been buying these watches. Now we want in on Now we want steak. Yeah, we want steak. We want steak. So what does that say for the for the market? So when I when I was reading about... What was happening, and I've known about Watchbox. I've followed them for some time. I've never purchased anything on there. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I wouldn't, but what one of the the pieces of information I recently came across was, well, a they they had got they with this round of of funding from investors, they've now got unofficially. Uh, a billion dollar company yeah, valuation. Yeah. They got the buying power to do infinitely anything. Uh, and apparently they have about $150 million in valued inventory. Yeah, just yeah. sitting there right now, ready to go. Yeah. So to me, um, it looks like here's a company that sees where the watch market is going mm-hmm. 
and is positioning themselves to dictate the value and trends yes. of, of the industry. They're, you know, they're looking to be the head honcho. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they have people who work there just to do that. Yeah. Just to set yeah. valuations on your timepiece. It's kind of crazy. I Listen, um, you know, shout out to Watchbox because they kind of foresee the future. I think when anything turns into assets, um, it's a race. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a race to gold. You right. Know, it's the gold rush. My only thing with, with all this, though, too, is that it's already an issue to get some of these more, you know, coveted watches at retail from mm-hmm. an AD because they are being viewed as assets. Yeah. And that's part of the problem. Yes, so of course. A huge part. Now, huge what happens when you have a company like Watchbox coming in who has, again, client advisors made to put you know, secondary valuations on your watch? It changes the entire conversation. Yeah. And what it does is, I'm not really sure how I feel about it. I mean, I'm leaning more towards a place I'm not really a fan of. Yeah, but, I, yeah. I feel similarly. Because like ADs, is ADs already make it hard for clients to get in through the door with like yeah. a Rolex sports model or a Patek sports that. model or some other stuff. So now it's like... Well, this watch is valued at three x the price officially because it Watchbox said turns so. Watches so now into, what? It's almost like it's it's almost like Watchbox is trying to be a blockchain. Well, this is the, and the watches are <laughs> cryptocurrency. <laughs> well, so, so it's, it's funny. turning the watches from a, a you know a, an object into a resource, and that's crazy. But what what the funny thing is is funny how we say that because of the simple fact that. You know, there was a point in time when there was a hierarchy in um, investing in watches. Sure. There were some watches that you couldn't get, whether they were, you know, accessible or not. And, and of course, mm-hmm. you know, we won't kind of dive into, you know, the politics of that. But I think, you know, someone was left outside. Yeah. And you know what? They say, you know, we're not going to go ahead. We're not going to play with you guys. If you, if you don't want to play tag with us, we're going to create our own game. But what, what, where this kind of ruins it for me is um, it kind of takes the joy out of collecting watches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you, you stop going for stuff that you like. Now, granted, you could probably, you could definitely legitimately like one of these, you know, absolutely crazy ass coveted for watches. Sure. Yeah. But let's talk about stuff that's not being viewed as assets anymore. 100%. Now it's like, oh, should I not like this anymore because I can't get three times? And the price I find for it myself coming across those conversations all even the time. More we talked about earlier. Um, I'm not gonna say this person's name, um, but um, they're a supporter and, 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 and watcher of, of the show, and, and, and I'm glad that they are. And We got to talking really quick, and, and he expressed how some of his friends uh, refer to Tudor watches as Diet Pepsis. Oof. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> but then that, but I, 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 like, it took me a second to realize, I was like, oh man, that's, that's crazy. But, it's, but also too with that, you have to do your homework and understand because going back to when we spoke about the underappreciation of Tudor, Tudor just, you know, uh, did a only watch. They sold the watch for nearly and, a million And that's dollars. where the conversation started. Of course. And then in that same retrospect, there's no brand out there where you will, where you will receive a bigger return on your investment than a Tudor watch. I'm for the saying. price point that it is. Mm, Even, know, I'll make that argument. If we're being if, honest, and yes, I'm with you, yes. Though the watches, when you look at the Tudor's lineup right now, a Tudor has a lot of work to do. Yes, they're gonna get it. Mm-hmm. They're on trend. Mm-hmm. They're gonna get it right. They're not gonna be producing these watches forever. Yes, these are gonna be the the way we view Tudor subs. 
Yes. We will one day view the Black Bay 58. If you do not have a Black Bay 58 in your watch collection, you lost in the source. You lost. You lost. Big and that's, time. And that's the and that's the same thing that happened with the 70s Repro. The 100%. 70s Repro, the 70 the 70s the 70s home plate now is going for fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, I told that you watch that. retailed probably for about two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, they got it, watch. but but so part of it wait, goes you on. Can't, you sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm very passionate about. No, it. get it, get, get, get <laughs> it, go get it, go get it, go get so, it. So my thing is this. My thing is this. Like I said, there is not another watch brand that we know of that has brought a greater return on the investment than the two to watch, and that is sad that it's still called the Diet Pepsi. I'm saying. That makes no sense. Yeah, yo, my my bronze blackway is selling for plus one hundred percent on the secondary market. You doubled up. I mean, I'm not selling it, but <laughs> of course, of but course. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but again, you know, I think, and I get that. Like, yes. I understand why guys are calling it the Diet Pepsi. Sure. I don't agree with it. Sure. But if we're being honest, some of the blame goes on Tudor. How are you marketing your brand? You've got to get from underneath Rolex's thumb. People have got to stop looking at you as Rolex's sub-brand. Yes. You are a sister brand. Yes. You guys are owned by the same company. Yes. Right? Rolex does not own Tudor. Hans Wildor Foundation owns Rolex and Tudor. Tudor. Let's get that straight. Sure. But then what happens is, remember, Information is exchanged. It starts from the top. It's just a so, game of telephone. Yeah, so exactly. It's a game it's of telephone, telephone, but it also starts from the top being the, the people that represent the brand. 100%. So, sure, Tudor has a lot of work to do, but it also starts from underneath them. It starts from the jewelers that go ahead and sell the, the brand. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, with that being said, if you are passionate about Tudor and Tudor is seeking people that are passionate about the brand, the first thing that comes out their mouth definitely isn't Rolex. It exactly. is exactly. It's not. Yeah. I would. I don't even. When I when I talk about Tudor, I don't. You, I, I don't mean, mention Rolex. Of course, you don't have to. and you shouldn't. You they're shouldn't. Too, and you they're don't too have good to. in their own lane. Why you no, they Rolex are. For? Absolutely. Now, you don't need to mention a, a Rolex. In the, the only Tudor thing. Conversation the only thing I will good. mention, on popular opinion, probably not. Um, no disrespect to David Beckham and Lady Gaga. Uh oh. Drop them. Uh, you're not a fashion watch brand. Yes. yes. Drop them. Yeah. Well, well see, I'm not. Gucci. I'm not buying a Tudor because David Beckham is wearing one, and I'm certainly not buying one because Lady Gaga is wearing. Remember when she was the head uh, creative director of, of of Kodak? What did Kanye say? Polaroid. Polaroid. I think it was. What the hell does she know about cameras? <laughs> I'm saying it. it's the well, same. But thing. you know something though. What if you notice? It's funny because. Um, I think they are moving in that upward direction because they removed the glamour line from the U.S. market and it's only sold in Europe and Asia. And keep it there. And but the glamour line is based on little. Uh, I was about to say. I was about to say little Gaga. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> Lady Gaga. <laughs> and no disrespect to them, but yeah, everybody's little. I, I personally don't believe that they're fans of Tudor. I mean, to be fair, I've met David Beckham several times. Does he actually never seen that man wear a Tudor? I heard he only wears Rolex. Never seen him wear a Tudor. Ever. Like, I've been this close to him. And if you love Tudor, if I'm a brand ambassador of Tudor, I'm super lit. But what I think think it is, is the simple fact that what people try to do is get away with it. Whether it's the other way, whether it's people crossing over from Tudor to Rolex or Rolex to Tudor. Because, let's say, for example, rightfully so, everyone wants to wear the crown. 
Sure. Everyone wants to wear the crown. Everyone wants a crown. Yes. Everyone wants a crown. Yes. So with that being said, it's like, okay, I'll invest in a vintage Tudor because it has Rolex parts. Yeah, I don't even or, look at it. I don't even or, think or about no, that. no, I'm just saying some people do. <laughs> yeah. Or in the retrospect. Do that, they really? Yeah. Some yeah, people definitely. do. Really? Some definitely. people do. That's crazy. Definitely. But I mean, still, rightfully so. If you want to be a part of the club, that is a way to be a part of the club. No, it's the not. same the same but well, if you want to be part of the Rolex Club as well. If you want to be a part of the Rolex Club. If you want to be a part of the Rolex Club, you don't buy a tutor. You might. You might. If it has Rolex parts. If on it has Rolex parts. Think on about it like this. What about the Panerai's that have Rolex movements in them? Yeah. Do you know, you know the cornball at the I, dinner I, conversation that's going to say, oh, I have a Rolex and pull out a $200,000 Panerai because it has a Rolex first of all, in it? I love Panerais. Sure. Second of but all. But the joke is corny. But he's going to do it. Definitely not flexing it because he's got Rolex parts. <laughs> Somebody That's crazy. Will. Somebody, Somebody will. will. That's wild. Somebody will. Somebody wow. will. Somebody and I will. think for, you know, not to speak for David Beckham, but, you know, maybe he's miseducated and saying, well, what's wrong with wearing a Rolex if I'm a Tudor ambassador? Because it's the Which same is, umbrella. There's nothing wrong with yeah, that. Nothing there's wrong nothing with wrong with that. But I, think I that's just what's don't going... believe yeah. that you actually love Tudor. And when I look at the brand, and if you're gonna sell me a watch, I think the best that thing that they've done it. is the Marine National those the ads, FXD? of the course, FXD's not crazy. even just the FXD, but just the advertising campaign that they released for it. Yes, incredible. Yeah, executed beautifully. That's yeah. what I want. Give me some realness. I think, I, and 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 you know, they hit it on the nail with that because there's. There's not a specific person standing behind exactly. it. Exactly. There's no big advertisement. There's no huge billboard. I mean, there's it's no just glitz cool. and glamour. Yeah. It's just coolness. It's yeah. just coolness. Like you got guys you want like to watch it the Marine National. Exactly. 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 You have guys purposing this watch. Yeah. If yeah. it's good enough, the most rugged and robust. If it's good enough for the Marine all. National, it's good enough for you. Yeah. I mean, they did it well with the with the original Pelagos, with you know just the uh, free diving excavations yeah, and things like that. Is is crazy. Yep. Um, one of the things that stood out about looking into Watchbox, um, it was a stat that 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 caught my attention. Um, pre-owned watch sales in 2019 hit 18 billion dollars. Did yeah. you see what it's projected to hit in a couple years? I haven't. Do you know? It's like 20, 35 billion. That's 35. Insane. I was gonna say 26 billion. Wow. 35, and, and I think they said three three years. Now it's not all bad, right? Because, um, you know, with respect to the whole conversation about the the uh, the demand of Rolex and the inaccessibility to get one, mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of authorized dealers are selling other watch brands because of that. And so we, we're existing right now in a time where watch brands uh, that otherwise wouldn't are getting a lot of exposure. Yes. And that's a good thing. That's a great thing. Um, but... $18 billion in the pre-owned watch market, you know, a large percentage of that is inflated by mm -hmm. the demand. Of course. Yep. It is by the demand. And by resellers. Yep. Of course. Right? Like, it, it's, mere, it's starting to feel like the watch market is becoming like the sneaker market. Yes. But that's because everyone is excited, um, and rightfully so. You know, watches excite us all. We are speaking on mm -hmm. an enthousi enthusiast standpoint. Um, and to be able to sit down and just talk watches and for people to actually, you know, enjoy it as well speaks volumes. Sure. So with that being said, as far as, you know, 
the secondary market and where it stands, that's just the excitement. But so for me, what troubles me, right? Because I see these numbers and I'm like, that's great. Yes. I'm happy that people are enjoying it. Yes. But when they balloon that quickly, it kind of feels like it's not all real. Yes. And if it's not all real, it isn't going to last. Yeah, of course. It, I don't think it is all real, but I think it'll. I think it will last longer than we think it will. It will last longer than I think it will. Well, I think it will last yeah. longer. But this is I also... Think, I, think, I, think, I think... All those, I think those the, numbers ain't all real, though. Just because I posted sure. it. And, but the thing is, like, that's okay. That's why there are guys like us to go ahead and speak to other brands, like you said, and draw the attention and attraction yeah. to be like, hey, sure. you don't have to buy gray market, the same as the aftermarket diamonds. You don't have to buy a watch at five times the retail. And I hope people are listening because I will never, ever... By gray market. Gray I mar refuse. Well, that's the thing. If you solely want the watch, sure, do so. A gray by, market by, in gray, terms yeah. of like and, and, inflated prices. Yeah, but that's what he's but, saying. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if you listen, you have guys that will, you have guys that have the expendable um, capital to go ahead and they can spend two, three times the retail and keep that market mm. open. Then you have some people that just solely want the watch and they aspire to have it and they may never receive it unless they play the game. Sure. So if you are a guy that wants a Submariner and you may never ever see one in your lifetime because you will never get it at retail, then sure, buy the watch. If you're one and done, sure, buy the watch. You don't but need if it. you're collecting watches, then don't worry about that because yeah. that bubble will pop. Sure. It will the inflation will oh, go down. To be, to be honest, if you're collecting watches from an authorized dealer, you don't even gotta worry about the bubble. The bubble don't exist for you. Facts. So if you're it's, doing it's it the okay. right way and you're doing it via a relationship, you will be taken care of. You just got to... It's, it's a two-way and, street. And, and, and we were having this conversation today mm -hmm. uh, with the gentleman we were, we, we were hanging out with. And, and one of the things I said to him um, was like, if A, and this doesn't apply to everybody, right? But to this particular gentleman who's an entrepreneur and he's doing very well, it's like you've got the disposable income. Yes. A, like, great. Buy what you like. Yes. If you buy what you like, you will have access to everything you want. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that you bring that story up because the gentleman goes ahead and he's like, well, my boy went ahead and brought a uh, Audemars Piguet for 50 grand. Yeah, he said that. <laughs> his boy Doesn't buys, even fit his wrist. The boy, the <laughs> well, kid, that's, that's like well, Drake with that RM. So, so hold on. So look, this is the crazy part. So the kid goes ahead. He buys the watch for $50,000. He goes ahead, he buys a watch for 50 grand. He goes ahead and he says, man, not only is the bracelet too big, the size of the watch is too big. It's too big for yeah. his wrist. And then he goes, I don't know I don't, if I, I really like this watch. I don't want it anymore. And then the gentleman goes back to him and says, well, why did you buy it? Yeah. And the, point, and the point exactly in what we do here and the message that we try to convey is, you have to do your homework, and we hope that guys like us are, you know, inspiring you to do so. I think we did inspire him. Yes. Personally. Um, he got to hang battle. out with some people who actually have an affection for watches. Yes. Um, you know, and that's, that's, that's one of the main passions behind this, you know, for me, and I think I can say for all of us. Like-minded people stick together. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, but... Secondly, it's it's like 
this is this is a real thing for us. You know what I'm saying? Like we really love watches. Um, you know, we're fans of of many things that are, let's be honest, uh, you know, out of our reach. Yes. Mm-hmm. Financially. Yes, we do. Um, it doesn't mean we have any less appreciation for them, but not only do we have appreciation for them, but we have appreciation for the pieces that are within reach because yes. it's not about the price. No. It's about the watch. And how it makes you feel. And how it makes you feel. You know. Which, go ahead. I'm sorry. No. Um, go ahead. You got you know, it. I think we are very passionate about watches and you see it in our episodes. And, you know, I think you you have to talk about the yin and the yang. There is yeah, no way that you talk ones. about passion <laughs> without it being 100%. some kind of, you know, out, outright you know, something that, that just goes against passion. Yeah. The gray market does that. It does. It yeah, does because, that. Well, it's like I said earlier, it's like, yeah, you can legitimately like some of these hard to get watches and that's kind of, and the gray market ruins that. Because it does. It's like, it makes you like not yeah, want it. Because yes. if, if all you like is a steel Daytona and you're like, yo, I, like, I'm successful now. I can finally afford one. This is, I've never worn a watch in my life. I yes. have seen this before. I know I want it. This is you know all the, that I want. You know what the crazy The gray thing market is makes it impossible. About, to about a lot of the guys that I see, and this is, again, I'm getting a little saucy. But we're going to do this. You know what the crazy thing <laughs> this is? This is my favorite version of you. Oh, man. About a lot of the guys I see with a still Daytona. They're all terrible. They wear bad suits. <laughs> is that a Kanye bar? But it's it true. Be. It's no, like, yo, I mean, it's like you just got this because it is what it is, but, but you have that's, no taste. That's and it's not that the steel Daytona isn't something to have. I love a Daytona. I don't. Especially in steel. I do. I think it's great. But when you approach this thing that we love like that, and it's just like, I have to have it to check a box, yeah. that's all you're doing is you're checking a box. And when I look at you, I can tell who you really are. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. You ain't it. And well, on the you, flip you, side, you know, AD's yeah. got to stop playing games too. If a homie walks in and he's like, this is all I want, it's a steel day. If your suit is not tailored, you know you ain't gonna get it. do not. Get a steel day tone. As an AD, you gotta tell <laughs> your suit man, should like, fit you. I can't help you. If this is Stop all you playing. want, I can't help you. Yeah, get that ham. You, you know what? So, so let me play devil's advocate. Okay, because this is what I'm gonna do. What happens to the What happens to the guy that's a true enthusiast, but only buys gray because he loves watches and has the disposable income to do that's so? That's a totally different beast. But also, he should he should keep doing it. Why are you talking to my AD for? That's a t- but that but that but to me no, that's no, no, to me but that's they, a, but I think I to think me that's people, a totally different beast. I think the people I think the people that we do see and the conversations that we do have with certain people, it, either they don't have access to it, and have some kind of gripe, or maybe they spent their last coin on that piece. One hundred percent. And they're yeah, sold. The guy that you're just talking about, you're never gonna see. You will never see them exactly. because he's like. Money is no object for me. Yes. I want it. And so that I'm goes with anything. Yeah. Yes. That goes with anything. But it's then, not even about the watch. It's about, oh man, I really want that steel Daytona. Let me see if I can find it. No one has it for me? All right, whatever. 
Bye. But now yeah, this is now, now let me get philosophy. Let me get philosophical. 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 So listen, if you look at the yin and yin yang, because mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to go, Mr. Oh, Miyagi. Oh, Miyagi. Miyagi. I'm going, Mr. Wax Miyagi. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Listen, if you look at that symbol, there is a little bit of white in that black. Yeah, it's and a there's bit some of black in that white. Uh huh. And with that being what, said, what, 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 you lost me. He's talking about the good and the evil. The, the good evil and the evil. And the good. Oh, I feel yeah. you. I feel you. Know I feel you. So with that being said, it's sure. like, listen, you do have some good of the worst. You sure. have some good. Yeah, listen, that invest sure. in that. If I was, if I was a hundred millionaire, whatever. Um, sure, and I don't, gonna, and, I don't gonna, and I don't have to walk into an AD. You will be first off. You're not walking into a jeweler because you're gonna be at Key West in Key hey, Empire. No, but I'm not. It depends. <laughs> I will. You're right. You're right. My flip flops. My flip flops. Because I'm very comfortable on the beach. So, like, I mean, you're in, you're. We're I all am. in a different. But <laughs> I am also Look. someone who is very relationship based with how I shop. Absolutely. So if I have the relationship, I'll utilize it. But I totally understand. If you have the disposable income and you don't care because you're living your life, whatever. Yes. Go get it. Yes, go get it. Not against you. Yes. My thing is the guys that feel like they have to check these boxes when they're collecting watches. And it's like, you can tell you don't love what you have. If, if what you have is about the flex. Yes. The flexing, let me tell you, for those guys who are looking for that watch to flex... It fades. Every, you know, also you know, you know what that? You know less. what that's called? What? Greed. It's called greed. Yeah, part of it is greed. Part of it is a bunch of other stuff. But at the end of the day, it it's it's fleeting. And I know what it's like to spend a lot of money on something and to regret it. And it's the worst feeling in the world. Yeah, of course. And I'm fortunate. I've never had that feeling with a watch I own. Listen, I you know. Um, I wore a Rolex Submariner for quite some time, and I thought that it was going to put me in different conversations. I thought that, you know, back when I was dating, I'm no longer dating sure. anymore, um, but back when I was dating, I thought that, you know, I would meet more girls and, sure. you know, and, I they, would, and they could care less. But they don't know what a sub you is. You <laughs> They're like, you what's you that? You, you, a you Submariner? It was a submarine? Are you trying to date men? Because you weren't that watching. That was very disrespectful. I said, I apologize. Look at women know. There's a lot of women watch collectors in this industry, and they know what's what. Yeah, but if you're trying to impress somebody, the watch really don't do. But that's what. But that's what I'm trying to say, and 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 I'm trying to tap into Perry's point. But I hear you. I hear you. I hear your point. When you do it for the flex, the flex, the flex fades. Yeah, it's like it goes to what you said. Like the dude wearing, you know, the the shitty suit. Who wants to Daytona? Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like. That goes down to taste. And the thing with a lot of these people who have a lot of money, we've all worked in luxury environments before. We've met a lot of people who have a lot of money. Most of them don't have taste. They don't. That's why they're looking for someone to help them, which is where people like us come into play. 100%. And if you have taste and you have money, you're going to be buying things that you like outside of the more coveted pieces. Yep. And eventually that stuff will come when the time is right. Mm Mm-hmm. You're 100% correct. We got to move on. Um, again, I want to apologize to all the ladies who are, who are watching. <laughs> that was not a fair statement uh, because there are a lot of uh, women who collect we watches. Know several. We, we do know all. several who are very serious about watch collecting and um, are not impressed by the flex. Shout out to them. Um, 
final last segment, watches on your radar. I will kick this off because Uh-oh. you got something crazy. I don't. I don't know if it's crazy, but I realize I'm very passionate about it, and that is the Zodiac Super Seawolf. Um, it, an underrated hit, in my opinion. Um, they just released uh, several new editions. Mm-hmm. Two of them have dates, um, all of which are Super Luminova. Um, the bracelets are fire. The dial is fire. Mm. And um, I've been seeing it everywhere lately. It's kind of like one of those things. It's like when you, when you finally tap into it, then yeah. it just keeps popping up. Mm-hmm. And that's Instagram listening to you. That's definitely. That is, uh, we're in the matrix. And uh, <laughs> they are, and, and I realize, I'm like, man, you know what? I'm really, really, really in love with this watch. And um, I know a little bit about Zodiac. What I didn't know, which I probably should have known, was that it was one of three of the first uh, commercially offered dive watches ever. Uh, Debuted at the World's Fair in 1953 Mm. alongside... um, the Blancpain 50 Fathoms. Mm. This was really, this was, this was low-key the first yes. uh, commercially available dive watch. Uh, Swiss made, um, incredible uh, quality. They make beautiful pieces. And so what I've fallen in love with is the repro of the 1953 version. Yes. And um, I am, I know we talk about watches on our radar often and what may or may not be our next timepiece. I can tell you officially Uh this is my next timepiece. I can tell you that because me... And my wife, shout out to my wife again. Shout out to Perry She's wife. gonna really like that. Um, <laughs> we don't we don't play guessing games when it comes to Christmas. And so I slid this in her DM and it's on the way. Nice. So my next piece is going to be a Zodiac Super Seawolf 53. Cream dial. Nice. Mm. Uh, I don't own any cream dials. I'm very excited. Uh, it's a 39.5 millimeter case. Mm. What bracelets you got? Uh, it's on the oyster-like bracelet, mm. um, which I think is really, really good. Um, but just a beautiful timepiece. I think it's got like a 40, 44-hour power reserve. Um now the, this this watch company was purchased by Fossil mm-hmm. in maybe the mid two thousands, though they operate independently still, yeah. still Swiss made, um, but they're also kind of making in house movements too. Uh, Fossil also purchased the STP company, mm-hmm. which makes all the movements for these pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're incredible movements. It's a it's a replica of a Seiko movement. I forget which one. Japanese design. We're going. We're, we're talk about it. Um, but uh, a brand that I think is incredibly 
underrated. They have a wealth of history, um, aesthetically just b- beautiful, yes. gorgeous dive watch. Agreed. Um, I went with the no date version in my request because uh, that's the way it should be. Ah, uh, we, we agreed on that. We agreed we did. on that. We did. We, we agreed on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm super excited to get this. I can't wait to get my hands on it this Christmas. Um, check out Zodiac. Is she you wait until Christmas? Of course she is. <laughs> <laughs> you got to wrap yeah. it like you didn't know. She doesn't play. How'd you know? So I got to act surprised, but um, I am, uh, I am, I'm so excited. To get my hands on this thing, I can't yes. wait. Yes, I'm. I'm gonna say this, Perry. This is a great choice for you because of how passionate you spoke about it. And I've been talking about this watch for weeks. Yes, you have. <laughs> we've been we've been talking about Zodiac. Yes. and then the simple fact that you know um, this brand has had such a contribution to watchmaking, 100%. and timekeeping, and the simple fact that you know people may or may not know about Zodiac. You know, you put them on the map. Do your and, homework. And the and one that I'm brands. getting is is pretty conservative. It's a replica of a vintage one they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do a lot of fun pieces. Lately, they've been adding a lot of colors. Um, and I'm going to be honest. I will. I, I when it's all said and done, I will probably own a couple. I'm very passionate about the Seawolf. I think it's an incredible line that they do. Um, Absolutely can't wait. Uh, I'm super excited. That's dope. That's Which dope. one do you want to go next? Um, you want to go? Yeah. yeah. Kick it off. I want to see yours. Um, so I went with the Oris Momotaro collaboration. That's a watch that we both really like. Yeah. We both we both love it. I'm a fan of that and Momotaro jeans. Yep. Yes. Samurai denim. So that's where I'm going, especially for all three of us coming from a fashion background. Um, this speaks to me sure um especially i feel like it's very very appropriate for um our segment that we had today with um giving our appreciation to virgil and just design and his vision and what he sees um and not only you know what is in front of you it's something deep and beyond the simple fact that you know the strap is made out of denim and how we know how denim is purposed and how it's repurposed and how it's redesigned and how it's recreated when it is worn and loved and so many different things. Like this piece for me was like, okay, I must have. I'm not going to lie. I love this piece. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Uh, I'm a big so fan good. of, of awesome. Oris. I'm a big fan of this piece, obviously, as a, as a fan of denim. Um I would have never suspected the collaboration when it when it when it did happen. It was one of the most pleasant of surprises. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of, I remember Wes talking about like the big date pro pilot, big crown, uh, and how well they do straps. Yes, and the uh, the the uh, fraying of their canvas strap. Um, you guys know my love and appreciation for vintage denim. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine how great this thing is going to look with someone who wears this as like an everyday driver. Oh heck yeah! This watch is this. So for everyone that you know don't don't swim or you know purpose their they go to the beach. leather straps. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was going to go with. Hell sea yeah. salt, 
Um, yeah, this thing you know, great. Yeah, sweat, just a little bit. playing basketball with yep. it, like doing some kind of crazy extreme sport. Yeah, like, I, I mean, like, man, I'm speechless. I want to see what happens to the battle stripes on the strap after six months. It's gonna yeah. be just like the jeans; they're gonna yeah, fade, they're gonna fade and, right? um, and take on and take on a character. Yeah. yeah. Um, how how progressive of a brand like Oris, um, to recognize? Where this industry is going and, and who they need to speak to. They're ahead of the curve. They're yep. super ahead of the curve because a lot of people, I mean, I can't, I can't, I would never have thought that they would have reached out to Momotaro and said, like, this is something that we need to do. Like, the lowest hanging fruit obviously would have been for most brands like Levi's or something. Yes, of course. And Momotaro is, is like for that denim lover. That guy who's been through all the jeans, like, yeah, he has all the you Levi's. Got, yeah, Momotaro's next. He's yeah. like, you know, you, you, in denim, you graduate in the same way that you do with watches. Of course. They're very, very similar. Yes. Um, Momotaro is a, is a heavyweight brand. You yes. know, where they are in denim is almost where, where Oris is. Yes. And to recognize not only the cool factor, but the shared spirit, I think, says a lot about where, um, where the vision is. For the people who are running Oris. Yeah, so for sure. Um, incredible choice. Yes. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you. I felt like it was very, very appropriate. Uh Ben. Yeah, I went with something a little crazy. This this might be more of an aspirational piece if we're being honest, but okay. I saw it and completely fell in love with it. So I went with the Resonance Type 1 Slim, mm. the DX2, they're calling it. This is actually unveiled for Dubai Watch Week. Wow. So yeah, this is hot off the presses. Not only that, but I was also super upset because I've seen every single watch from Dubai Watch Week all over Instagram, all over all the blogs. Didn't see the resins anywhere until I went to their website because we got a comment on our YouTube channel. Oh, we did. From Roberto. Yeah, we did. Roberto. Yeah, shout out to, shout to Roberto. Roberto. Our first shout comment. Out. Now, he wasn't our first. He, right, he wasn't our first. But he was definitely, he was definitely one of our yes. most impactful. Most yes. impactful. And, and we heard you loud and clear, So, sir. Roberto was like, oh, I would love to see some information about Resonance. And I'm like, I actually know the brand. Let's see what they've been up to. I haven't heard from them in a long time. Yeah. Lo and behold, this is the first thing on their website. And it's amazing. It is a quiet brand. Yes. They make really crazy stuff, though. What I love about them is their flat design. Mm -hmm. And what's awesome and also misleading about them is at face value, and mind you, I've never seen one in person yet, um, you could mistake their watches for a digital watch. Yeah, they look digital. Yeah. So the way that that works is And they're crazy. not. The way that that works is nuts. So the Type 3 and the Type 5, the way that they're made is with oil. So there's the actually if you look at the case, they kind of split it in half where there's a half of it is filled with air and the other half is filled with oil. So what that does is it gives this appearance of like no reflection and yeah. then like it's flat. It has a super flat, yeah. almost like Apple like design. Yep. And yeah. then and then yeah. the type five specifically, which is gonna sound crazy because if you look at this watch, you're like, how is that possible? It's a dive watch. Yeah. The type five is a dive watch. And it's filled with oil. And the reason why they do that is because it doesn't allow refraction to happen. Like, you Crazy. know, when you like you fill a cup of water yeah. and you stick something in it, it looks all weird and distorted. Sure. The oil doesn't allow that to happen. So when you're diving, like if you take a Rolex sub and you're diving with it, you can only see the time or whatever you're looking at if it's head on. If you're looking at it head on, yes. it's the only way you can read it. Because otherwise with, it looks yeah, distorted. With the resonance type 5, doesn't matter what angle it's at. 
you can always see which and that's why it kind of has like a digital <laughs> aspect to it aesthetically because right, yeah. it's like it's super flat so if you turn it underwater it's like it's yeah, almost the same you'll be able yeah. to read it from any angle super legible yeah which is crazy i mean i i i i am not super well versed in the brand but i've been looking at their pieces over over the last year last 12 to like 18 months and um I love it, man. I think I think what they're doing is yeah, is, is super cool. Nuts. I think they're beautiful. They're innovative. Um, they're exciting. They're doing something that's totally fresh and new. Mm-hmm. And um, they're quite expensive too. How much do they they retail for? Twenty to start, I would say. Yeah, it goes up from there. The Type Five is probably my favorite one. They're made out of titanium. So this is it's super like niche, and it's it's it's. I would I would guess it's probably like. Like the watch collector who's been collecting is probably the guy who's yeah, after yeah. this. This, this, is like, this probably won't be your first watch. No, definitely not. If you want it to be, you could be. I mean, if you, knew, if, you knew, if you know better. <laughs> the yeah. coolest part, too, is it has no crown. Yeah, it winds in the Which back. Which is crazy. It winds in the back. That's insane. Now, yes. when you hear that, it's not super innovative because it's like, oh, well, back winds have been around since the 50s or probably even before that. Of course. But the way that this works is very interesting because a part of the case back lifts up so you can turn it. So it's one direction to wind and the other direction sets the, the time and the day. It's insane. Wow. Shout out to them. Shout out to Dubai Week. We gotta get, we, can we shoot an episode yeah, on Dubai? Dubai Watch Week was crazy. <laughs> we gotta that catch might be, we gotta get out there. We need a sponsor. Well, I like to travel, so I'm definitely I know you, that. yeah, you, you with the plane. You with the plane action. I need a As GMT. long as we don't fly Spirit, I'm good. <laughs> oh yeah, no, see, it's a terrible dog. Um, so that just about does it for for episode five. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, comment, like, share, subscribe—all those good things. Follow I'm also happy to report that um, we are on Apple Podcast. We are also on Spotify Podcast. If you want to listen, and just today. We've been approved by Spotify for video podcasting. Ooh. So not only can you see us on YouTube, but we are you'll be able to see us and catch us visually on Spotify, which is incredible because not a lot of people get that, and we were approved. Um, so we're going to upload all our past episodes and, and every episode going forward. You'll be able to watch us and listen to us on, on Spotify. Um, thank you all for, for listening and supporting us. Uh, we are going to keep yep. this thing going. Thank you so much. Uh, I think I can speak for all of us when I say we're having a lot of fun. Yes, we are. And, uh, we've got some surprises coming down, uh, you know, shortly. So we're not going to spoil anything, but, um, stay tuned mm-hmm. and, uh, and, um, and, 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 and keep your eyes and, and ears on us and, uh, Ask us questions. You can find us yeah, on, on Instagram. You can find us on YouTube. Wrist Check Pod. Uh, spelt just like it should be. Um, we're easy to find. All the guys are responsive. Even if you, you, you find our, 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 you know, our personal Instagram accounts and so forth. Um, we want to hear from you. We want to know what you guys are interested in, what you guys and gals are interested in, um, what you want to know about, what questions you have, and what you want to hear about. Um, So thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to catching up with you next week. Yes, yes. Peace. Peace.